Hello, I'm Perry Continente. And I'm Hannah Gatalhoun, and you're listening to Beach Weekly, a student-run podcast from the Daily 49er at Long Beach State. Beach Weekly! On Tuesday, a tragic shooting occurred at a Halloween party on Ohio and 7th Street in Long Beach. As a result, three died and nine were injured. According to the Long Beach Police Department, the suspect is still at large. The coroner released the names of the victims. 25-year-old Maurice Poe Jr. from Long Beach, 35-year-old Melvin Williams II from Gardena, and 28-year-old Ricardo Torres from Inglewood were all killed at the party. On Wednesday, Hannah, Rachel, and myself attended a vigil hosted by Councilmember Janine Pierce, whose district was affected by this tragedy. At the vigil, many were in attendance who lived in the neighborhood. It was neighbors, friends, family members who wanted to pay their respects because this was a very tragic event. A representative from the neighborhood spoke about how many people felt unsafe after this event. What is usually a very safe and friendly neighborhood saw this attack. It was completely out of nowhere. It was totally unexpected and it really shocked a lot of people. I think we all saw just kind of how shaken so many people were at this event. One of the things that really made me feel good about it though was how interfaith it was. It was held at a Catholic church, but there was a speech by a member of the Buddhist community who was dressed in orange robes. It really showed how people from all these different walks of life were pulling together to heal after this highly traumatic event. This isn't something we usually see. Well, I want to say that, but, you know, we had the mass shooting threat from Pratik Devopali here on campus. Uh, Last semester, we had an attempted bombing at a rally in Long Beach. So in this kind of new paradigm where we're seeing more and more mass shootings, it seems like Long Beach is catching a lot of it. It's really sad because you can tell this isn't the sort of place that sees these acts of violence. was also that um, attempted shooter that was caught at the hotel or working at a hotel in Long Beach. It was very jarring to see also the age of the kids who were at the vigil, who were there to obviously pay respects to those who died, but who also had to sort of face this new reality that, you know, mass shootings are becoming more and more commonplace in this country. And while it seems that it can never happen in your own backyard, for these kids, it happened in their own backyard and you know for the parents who raise their kids they have to explain tragedies like this it's something that shouldn't be happening but again the new reality that the younger generation of kids face What is it like to, days after this horrible event, this act of senseless violence, to, you know, take your three or four-year-old out trick-or-treating, you know? That's got to be in the back of parents' minds. And in the older kids, it's got to be in the back of their minds. I know, like, you and I grew up kind of in the shadow of 9-11. One of my first memories is watching 3,000 people die on national television. You know, that's a deeply traumatic event. And in addition to that, you know, we have Columbine and now we have Sandy Hook. So we have these these senseless, massive, violent events that have kind of come to define us. And so, you know, I was glad that these kids were there paying their respects, that they were there, you know, solemnly remembering the lives of these poor people who were killed. But at the same time, I'm just thinking like, what kind of damage is this doing growing up in a world where this kind of senseless violence, even compared to us, you know, what we grew up in, it's so much more common for them. I mean, mass shootings, they they happen every day. And these kids are growing up knowing that. I feel really bad for them. So the vice mayor also spoke at the vigil. And while most of the speeches were very solemn, grieving, his was more about taking action. And I know a lot of the times when things like this happen, 
national discourse gets very divided. Some people are saying it's too soon, we need to mourn. Others are more about taking action so this doesn't happen again. And so I wanted to ask your opinion about those who seek to silence the national discourse on things like gun control in the aftermath of terrible, tragic mass shootings such as this one. That's interesting because I always hear, you know, this isn't the time to talk about it. You know, the, the argument I hear is please don't leverage the deaths of these people for your own political gain. However, the comparison that I really gravitate to is if a bridge collapsed and 200 people died, you wouldn't say now is not the time to talk about civil engineering. We see the breakdown in our system in these events. Uh, a lot of them, the FBI were aware that these people were dangerous, that they were armed, but there was nothing they could do because of our gun laws. I think that we need to, much like Australia did, disarm completely this country. While I understand that that's not gonna happen anytime soon given the state of American politics, I think at very least making our background checks more robust, you know, taking guns away from people who have committed violent crimes, you know, spousal abusers, that alone would stop so many of these. I, I find that argument to not be in good faith. The idea that we shouldn't talk about it now, it's disingenuous. It, it's at the very best just trying to avoid the topic and I don't like it at all. The reason I brought this up is because this week there was a dueling opinion specifically on gun control where two writers um, wrote for Perry's section about the topic of gun control and they had very opposing views. So I wanted to ask you about the dueling opinions in the paper this week. One took the point, they're a veteran, and they grew up shooting guns all their lives, and they believe that there should not be firearms. Both opinions this week were very well written. And the other one made the point that it's not so much guns that are the problem, but a lack of strong father figures. So a lot of these kind of disaffected young men, their point is that there needs to be a stronger masculine presence in their lives so that they will not do this. The opinions are very much at odds with each other, but uh, I thought both were well written. I think they're both worth reading. I hope that this kind of sparks a conversation. Yeah, I agree. I think a conversation does need to be had. It can't be avoided at this point. Statistically, there are shootings just about every day in America, but mass shootings are becoming more commonplace. And it's harsh reality that we can't avoid because it will keep happening. So I guess this um, this dueling opinion does come in the spirit of conversation, something that shouldn't be shut down. And I think being proactive after something like this is the most important thing. To the families that are mourning, it's probably hard, but for the community who has witnessed this, there should be a drive to protect the rest of their community through discussions of things like gun control. There just needs to be a discussion that is had. So join Manny and Ralston next week for Beach Weekly Sports. 